0: Everybody to the Swami Podcast. My I'm your host, Kyle Adams. This is episode 149 of our show. I'm joined this week and every week, my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes haircuts look good. I'm going to change it not again, but it's Cicero Holmes. How are you, sir?
1: I am doing fantastic. Just tremendous. Everything is great. I, I was out visiting Gina last week, and now <laughs> now I am back.. <laughs> Tremendous people, the Chinese. They're oh, really God. great. They're fantastic. They're terrific. I, I love them. Front. That
0: was really good, actually. I'm surprised at how well you did with that.
1: Uh, thank you. I, uh, you know, Donald Trump and I are really good friends. Now get the fuck off my show. Yeah. I
0: right? am anyway. <laughs> <laughs> also joined with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes science look good, who makes math look good, who makes gaming look good, and who
2: makes NASA, NASA. look good.
0: Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you, sir?
2: What up? What up? What up? Um, I will be sending people into space next four years. If y'all want to join <laughs> me. uh
3: if, hear you. They, they can't hear you scream there. That's that's always nice. That is true.
2: This is very true. This is very true. So if, if you go to my site at SharifJackson.com and you can follow the calculations that I put on there on like how to leave <laughs> orbit, which I do have on there. Um, that was really dope. Then you're welcome to uh, join me. Let's do it. So I feel like now
0: that you've actually almost been into space, which is not true, but I feel like since you've been to NASA for how many times has this been at this point? Like four times? Oh, more than that. Uh, oh, my God. God. Look at look at this. Did you see? Is... <laughs> Did, you well, see, see Did you
1: see the space? That right. was amazing. Did you see the humble
2: brag about being at NASA? Um, I don't know. Probably like, <laughs> well, if you count all NASA places, so like Huntsville, Alabama, Greenbelt, Maryland, D.C., Houston, oh. and Florida, 10? Yeah. So, well, look, I look just look figured at, that,
0: at yeah, this yeah. point that you can do the, like, out-of-this-world EV finger-touch thing and people actually
2: stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, man. Nah. Hey, hey man, I'm, I'm still waiting to get my final space education through Mass Effect Andromeda. So, True. Uh, so, uh, True. And then he, then so you we'll can see. go. Yeah, well, then you can go.
0: Oh, you know, oh, absolutely. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah,
2: actually, I, I dur- during my last trip to uh, st- to Mission Control, which was last well, at, when this podcast comes out, it will be last week. Um, I wore my uh, Mass Effect N Seven book bag. Nice. <laughs> not one comment uh, by by NASA person. I was I was I was, I was a little disappointed.
3: Some fake space nerds. <laughs> I
2: yep, was gonna say. Exactly I, was, I bet you nerd. they
3: looked at you like
0: fucking fake space. I was expecting it. I was <laughs> not
3: real space. Right. I
2: mean, oh I wanted at least one. You know, it, did, nice. it didn't happen.
0: <laughs> oh god. Well, well, thank you, everybody, for listening to last week's show. Uh, we had a great time talking with everybody. Thank you for all the folks who came through on social media and gave us the real deal. Holy field about <laughs> the show and <laughs> told us you guys suck and everything was wrong. I was like, hey, we tried, we right?
1: Tried. Yeah, there you go,
0: we tried, yeah. but. Thank you again to everybody who listened, and this week we have a super dope show for you, a really cool guest, and C is gonna introduce them to you today.
1: Yeah, well, you may have heard him uh, speak a second ago. Uh, if y- if you're watching the video, you already see him, so pretend to act surprised as I <laughs> introduce him. Um, this guy is really an awesome dude, uh, originally from Connecticut. Uh, he His formative years were in California, He was uh, formerly of Rev3, formerly of Destructoid, currently the host of IGN's Up at Noon and the host of IGN's podcast Beyond.
2: Greg Miller. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he is also one of the four hosts of the Comedy Button podcast. Uh, In 2008, he was Dora County's raccoon catcher of the year Sweet, ladies yeah. and gentlemen mr max scoville how are you today hey. sir
3: i'm great thanks for thanks for having me on guys yeah right on right on man <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, you know 2008 was kind of a blur for me i don't i probably caught a lot of raccoons i don't mean, it was a <laughs> i got yeah. into some trouble that summer so you know i um you know
1: uh so I'm going to immediately insult our guests and say fuck you very much because for about seven months I was telling people that a group of raccoons is called a business. So, <laughs> bravo to I you, mean, it's sir. Like
3: alternative <laughs> raccoon fact, you know. Right. Yes.
1: yes. Uh, alternative raccoon facts is what Max Scoville is all about. Um, <laughs> don't, don't
3: just believe everything you read on the internet. That's so World War right. I got started.
1: You were the originator of the fake news, and they started with <laughs> raccoon facts. So, That's I, well yeah. done, sir.
3: <laughs> That's why I don't work for Discovery anymore. They right. found out
2: lies about animals. Oh, man. All those Nat geo contracts just got right. ripped up.
0: Oh shit! That's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how you been, Max? How's everything going?
2: It's
3: going good. It's um, 2017's off to a, a busy start. Um, uh, you know, there's there's news. <laughs> they keep making it. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's, I've been, uh, I did that thing where I like, I would, I totally prep myself for like 2017 is going to be different. It's going to be, I'm going to get out and roll out of bed and I'm going to get in shape and do all this stuff. And like, I'm, I'm going down to LA for, uh, the third time this year, next week. So like, I don't know what I've been doing. Like, I'm like, I haven't had any time <laughs> to like, figure it out. I've been like, flying around all over wow. the place and, you know, Wow. Jeez. um, yeah, things are good. Things are kind of, uh. I've been at IGN for two years now, which completely flew by. And yeah, uh, yeah comedy button just turned five. Man, uh, wow, tough. Yeah. Word.
0: It's I a, remember you had that announcement. You're like, "Yes, I'm coming back to IGN," and people were like, "Oh shit, Mike's gonna come back. This is gonna be real cool." It's, it's been you said two years and it's flown by. Yep. Has it has it has it been you know what you kind of expected getting back in the game and, and, uh, and doing that kind of stuff? I
3: mean, it's been it's been awesome. Like I, I hang out with Brian my best friend every day. Like I, I I saw him, I mean, we, it's stupid how much we spend, how much time we spend together. Um, I saw him what, like yesterday afternoon or something. We we shared a cab over to his neighborhood because I was meeting somebody and I was like, well, see you in like nine hours probably, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, You know? So, um, that's fun. I mean, doing up at noon has become like just a wonderful kind of fuck off hour of the week. Uh, this week, we, I mean, we're, we're always kind of, like, trying to get weirder with it. Um, I bought this Barbie doll that comes with a, a dog that takes little shits. Uh, <laughs> like, they, I guess they ran out of ideas for Barbie, so now right. she just has to pick up dog turds. Um, but, I mean, I guess that's progressive, you know? Right. Um, well, there you go.
1: She's got to um, scoop it up herself. Yeah, she's got all these little, like, little trowels. Right. <laughs> But Wait, is this playing. like?
0: Is this like? Make sure you get to stay on on welfare, Barbie. Like, you get to go work outside and like work to land and do stuff so you can keep your I benefits. Mean, I honestly, had to pick up garbage. Like, work I, release, I Barbie.
3: Like, I feel like Barbie's <laughs> the kind of lady who like she wouldn't have like a special like pooper scooper. Like she'd have one of those little cute like designer Ziploc bag holders that like you know, has right. like, a paw print on it. Right. But, oh, <laughs> or you,
0: you can have the like. Had the little thing that like stays on the dog's butt and then yeah. it just poops right
1: into the thing.
3: Did you see that thing where they like people like pick up their dog's shit in the bag and then tie it to the dog? Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, is some, that is some
2: Portland, look, San I, Francisco, I, Brooklyn
1: bullshit. Man. I have done wow. something
2: similar. I, 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 uh, I, I will uh, say, I have had my dog go, and the closest uh, trash place was maybe a few blocks away and I was like, yo, I don't want to have this in my hands. I just gotta, hold that, hold that, <laughs> hold that
4: joint
1: to the, to the dog. Oh. And I say,
2: walk with the fruits of your labors for a few
3: blocks.
2: This is this is your you little gotta, of shame. You take it with you, right?
1: Yeah. You got to hold on to this for just a little bit longer. <laughs>
3: my friend used to do this thing where he would like, he'd like pick a booger and then wipe it on his dog and his dog would just like, <laughs> like walk away. <laughs> oh. He was, I mean, he was like 13, so it was like Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay his, he, right. he doesn't still do it. He right. also, my favorite thing is he'd take a banana and he'd peel it entirely and then he'd like hold it like it was his dick and the dog would come out and just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Would right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Max Scoville. So uh... <laughs> So um, Max, for, for those of for those of uh, people in Chicago, <laughs> you broke who, us, right? right. I know what say, who what who, I do. who don't know you, they now know that you had a friend who used to play with banana peels. But um, you know, like I said, you came from Connecticut, um, but your your entry into games media was exactly was very rough. It was, (laughs) it was, it was, it was, it was was very like, I I guess, I don't know if I would say it was unique, but it was different. So like, can you go through how you started into the, into the industry?
3: So I was going to art school. um, Right. And as one does. Yeah. Uh, And I, I hated it. It was, it was uh, just, I mean, there'd be like, you know, the, the, I'd be like, I'm going to draw a picture of Kurt Russell because I like Escape from New York. And then this other guy would be like, I stole a bunch of plywood and threw paint at it because I hate my stepdad. And I'm like, does anyone like my Kurt Russell picture? Right. Um, and then I, uh, my buddy Scott Bromley, who I knew from Sonoma, um, reached out to me and was like, hey, I'm working at Current TV, which was then like Al Gore's kind of weird internet um, TV network. And he's right. like, I'm making a video game show that's going to be a partnership with IGN. Do you want to come and uh, work for me for no money? because California's (laughs) internship laws were very loose back then. (laughs) And so I started basically doing this like... And this was like a small enough team that this wasn't just like a go-get-coffee internship. This was like, make weird shit in Photoshop. Like, do... You know, get weird, get creative, um, Mm -hmm. write comedy. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. You can can talk about video games for a living or whatever. And then uh, just as I was like, this might be my career, um, the show got preemptively canceled, so it never (laughs) amounted to anything. Like, it never... Uh, like I have like a, I think I have like one video that I made there um but we we like shot stuff and we we never aired it so it's got this weird and it was all sort of loosely attached to IGN um and so I was like kind of shit out of luck for a couple of years and bummed around mm-hmm. uh worked crappy retail jobs and then moved back to San Francisco after probably a year and some change and got an opportunity to work with Destructoid doing more weird video stuff and that paid mm-hmm. incrementally more than nothing <laughs> um, you know, it's it's uh, it was kind of like a very very punk rock approach to doing it. Like they kind of just handed me a camera and a laptop and they were like, "All right, make a video about Need for Speed Hot Pursuit or whatever." And I was like, "All right." All right. Um, <laughs> and then that they partnered with uh Revision 3 to make the Destructoid show and I was asked to uh host it. Um I wasn't the original host. The original host right. was Jonathan Holmes and right. he had to move back Shout to Shout out to my space. cousin. Yeah. Um Awesome guy. Uh, so I've I've been the I've been basically the the second host to uh, a bunch of shows. Like I've never been the original host of a show. Basically, um, <laughs> I always pick it up for somebody else. Um, and then that that I then officially got hired by rev Three, and then people were confused because they're like, I thought you worked for Destructoid, but you still host right. their show. But then you work at rev Three Games, and then I left there, uh, and then worked back at Destruct uh, Destructoid again, doing totally weird independent video shit. And then uh, about two years ago, I got. Uh, offered the position to basically basically take over for Greg Miller, right, right, up at noon and podcast beyond and hanging out with Brian and uh, right. you know uh, playing with pooping Barbie dolls or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like every every episode of Up at
1: Noon looks like uh, B B footage of a 1965 Godzilla movie. Uh, yeah, you, you know,
3: yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're kind, we're new- kind of like dudes in rubber suits in a weird way,
1: right? right. <laughs> and I was gonna say that uh, you know they, I guess IGN felt like Greg Miller wasn't quite tall enough, yeah, um, because because Greg's like six three, yeah. Greg's and- a large
3: dude. I'm larger though. Right, you're what six six five? I'm yeah, six five, six six, something like that. I (laughs) one up up and should not be working on camera because I have to interview people and do this weird like power stance, (laughs) standing spread eagle or whatever.
2: Awesome, awesome. Now, now, um, so so I I I loved kind of hearing about your adventure into the into the industry, but even. Kind of before that, what were like some of your gaming habits like? Um, what were like some of your favorites as a kid?
3: So my whole, my favorite like anecdote about this is I grew up um, I grew up pretty poor um, and my mom was kind of like a single mom and I, she was not wild about video games. So she's like those will rot your brain or they have guns in them or something. You know, like the kind of typical mom you know view of games. Um, so like I never had like I never had my own shit, but I go to my friend's house and, and you know play with with uh, his Super Nintendo. My, my best friend in Connecticut, who I live next door to, um, got me into like, you know, Zelda, Killer Instinct, um, you know, Secret of Evermore. Uh, you know, I watched him play Final Fantasy VI, uh, and then he got a PlayStation, and it was kind of like, I'd go over to his house and play with his video games, and he'd come over to my house and we'd draw and play with my toys and stuff, and now it's weird because my job is to talk about, you know, <laughs> video games I played at his house, and his job is he illustrates Lego boxes. <laughs> um, that's awesome. so like if you go to target and you see like the avengers set that has like ant-man in the corner like he drew that oh, That's it's so just, cool that's, yeah that's
0: awesome that's um,
3: dope yeah i mean i've always i've always loved games i remember you know my mom would go grocery shopping and i'd be like glued to a copy of game pro and obsessing over you know postage stamp size screenshots and um you know uh mostly had a pc uh in like high school and that was kind of a chance to get into i mean i played a lot of roms because they were, because I had a shitty PC and it couldn't run actual games, so I'd, I'd, you know, I'd be downloading like Alfred Chicken for Genesis and fucking that. And um, I read a lot of Sean Baby and through like, high school and college, and I loved like his just right. crazy take on, on, you know, games and everything. So that kind of got me interested in, uh, just you know, weird, weird goofy shit. I've always had friends who are a little bit older than me, um, uh. so like I had this kind of hand me down upbringing. Hmm. Um, you know, like I'd have friends who'd have like. You know they were, you know they grew up like early eighties, and I, or, you know they were born like early eighties, and I was I'm like a mid eighties baby, so like right. I learned about you know GI Joe and Transformers and shit, sort of a little bit, even though it's a little bit older than me. Right, right, um, yeah, but yeah. Yes. I, nerd shit.
1: Yeah, I mean <laughs> exactly, exactly right. The 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 weird thing about you is that like you are able to articulate. Juvenile shit in a way that makes a a person who is a kid at heart feel smart. Like I don't know, it, you know, like I, I, it's thanks, it's, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it's it, it really is meant as a as a compliment. Um, But but like, in in one moment you'll be talking about you know a Barbie doll that that has a dog that poops. But in the, in the other moment, you'll be talking, you know, waxing philosophically about Kurt Vonnegut. Um, like, how did how did those worlds collide? You know, obviously, being a juvenile is, is one thing. But yeah. like, how did how did uh, video games and 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 like the serious, thoughtful Max Scoville, um, how did those things kind of marry themselves into who you are today?
3: I mean you can take the you can take the art school kid out of art school but you can't take the you know, art school out of the kid or whatever. Right, um, right. I mean I just I always grew up like being very creative and I I drew a lot and it's actually it's weird because I would um I I would always design games as a kid and it wasn't like huh. it wasn't like mechanically it was like, oh, I'm gonna draw a bunch of guns, I'm gonna draw like oh like I'm gonna draw cars and hoverboards and crap and like it was like I have an idea for a video game and it was always kind of the pieces but never like how they kinda of came together. So I was always thinking, you know, very, very game wise. Um, and uh, I, don't, I don't know, like I've always kind of, I've always believed in having like a, a balanced diet when it comes to, uh, you know, pop culture and art and um, I've always been very prone to like figuring out where stuff came from, um, like kind of following the, following the cord back to the wall. Uh, so to be like, oh, you know, I love Star Wars. And it's like, oh, well, Star Wars was, you know, borrowed a lot from, you know, like kurosawa and you know westerns Mm. and flash Mm. gordon and stuff like that um and i mean like it's cool when it kind of jumps the tracks too like um i got i don't know what got me into i think because it was because it had cartoons on it but the first gorillas album that came out in 2001 um love that record and like that got me into zombie movies because he samples or they sample a bunch of like george romero stuff on there um and then it also got me into tank girl because he did, uh, you know, um, Jamie Hewlett, you know, Drew the gorillas, and like, right. It was kind of kind of weird that like a, a fucking uh, pop mm-hmm. record could lead me to like seventies zombie cinema. Um,
4: huh.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, Wikipedia That's is right a, a fun a fun thing to get lost in.
0: Yeah, I want, I want to poke I want to poke at something you talked about a, a little while ago, um, talking about you know, kind of picking up. Uh, and and starting starting you know series kind of over you know you talked about the one with um with Jonathan and also the one with, with Greg, you, the thing I really like about your work is is that you've always figured out a way to make things your own and add your own flavor to stuff, you know what's what's been the kind of um the the thought process behind uh, going into going into spaces that are familiar but also uh, kind of
3: taking in your own twist on those and and, and making it your own. Um, you know, I don't know I, I guess uh. It, it almost is, it's kind of just unnatural to try to go into something and just mimic somebody else, you know? Like, yeah. cause, I mean, I'm never, yeah. like, nobody would ever, like, mistake me for, for Greg Miller, you know? Like, we're very different <laughs> people. Like, obviously, right. um, you know, it's not, it's, it's disingenuous to try to mimic something completely, you know? Or to try right. to make something mm-hmm. that isn't, you know? You, I mean, you basically, you can't, you, you, you can't, you can fake it, but right. why would you, you know? <laughs> Right,
1: so uh, you you've got uh, all the stuff that you do during the day, right? And you know, so it's up at noon. You've got podcast beyond um, their successes in their own right, uh, and they were things that were that you came in and continued continued the legacy on. Uh, The comedy button is is something that you started with three or well with four other people, um, and. There there are a couple of interesting things about the Comedy Button, besides it being just, um, you know, four or five friends kind of talking to their sixth friend, which is the radio. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think some of the things that are are unique about it is it's one of the – like, it was one of the very first successful Kickstarters.
3: Yeah. That's always – we're always really bad about, like, actually, you know (laughs) – marketing ourselves I guess or like you know kind of tooting our own horn but yeah like we jumped on Kickstarter in 2010 wow wow Wow. 2010 or 11 yeah it was before like Tim Schafer blew up with uh, Broken Age right uh, yeah you know before Oculus or whatever like it was really those were kind of the big benchmark you know crowdfunding things Um, and we followed suit with Patreon like Patreon was kind of the next next thing Uh, and now it's weird because that's so like commonplace like everyone's you know doing
1: right but, yeah, hmm. you you guys were definitely fucking crowdsourcing hipsters, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, <laughs> like, what?
3: what? <laughs> just next-gen hey. panhandlers. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like um, we really had, this, good, had this weird like, moment VR where,
2: game, what's that? <laughs> that sounds like a really good, like, VR game. <laughs> next-gen <laughs> panhandlers?
3: Yeah. Yeah, they, I just, that'll be, like, Job Simulator DLC. Right, Uh, yeah. (laughs) The future with no jobs. Um, we had this, this weird moment where we were, we were, uh, driving to, uh, to do, to record Comedy Button, and we were in an Uber, uh, and like you do in San Francisco, and we looked over. Not anymore! Yeah, right. No, yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like an asshole now. But, um, no, we looked over, and there's a, there's one of the Uber self-driving cars that looks like a, some shit out of Ghost in the Shell. Like, it's got all these weird modules all over it, and like these little, like, yeah, I mean, it looks like somebody glued a bunch of HTC vibes to it. Like, it's just like
4: these <laughs> weird
3: cyberpunk blobs. Right. And we look over and we're like, "Holy shit!" Like, that's a fucking robot car that is has a man babysitting it from the inside, right? <laughs> and we are like, we turn to the driver and we're like, "Like, what? Are you like you are you worried about that or like does that scare you or something?" And he's like, "I don't fucking know where this is gonna go, man. Like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't that guy who they pay to sit in the car." And then. We're all in the middle of, like, having this conversation about, like, how to, you know, optimize crowdfunding or whatever the fuck, you know, right. people like us would say. And then we look over and there's, like, um, there's like dudes, like, panhandling on the, the side of the road. And I'm like, we've got, like, an odd sort of, like,
1: right. double-tiered evolution
3: right. here. You've got robot, you know, cars and then just, I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I mean, I, lo- I love to sound like we're actually business you know business savvy or that we planned anything ahead but it's been honestly sort of just like right place right time and tons of luck and yeah
2: um, yeah I want to continue with the comedy button thing because I was a huge fan of of um, of the GFW crew so when Ryan you know well well not when they left when they closed the magazine (laughs) Um, so 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 when Ryan went to start the geek box I said all right I'm totally down then when the comedy bun came out, I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> you know, um, yeah. it it was like really awesome, but at, but at the same time, I was always like, "If it's just going to be a straight comedy podcast, um, you know, I didn't really listen to that many other straight comedy um, shows." But the but but the comedy button it does it in a way where it never feels forced or like just like super awkward. So like. So, like, I'm, like, really wondering, um, you know, how, how you feel like that, like, uh, you guys actually achieved that. Because I feel like, especially at this point, a lot yeah. of comedians do have podcasts, and a lot of them are not good. Even if the comedians are good. <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: I mean, I think that the, the key thing with, um, with the comedy button is that we didn't, I mean, it's always been sort of this, you know, mutation. Um, I mean, it is, it is the continuation of, of GFW Radio and of Game Spidey Briefings. And, um, both of those were theoretically, you know, video game podcasts, but they kind of, you know, relished in going off topics. Um, and when comedy button came along, we, we named it, we named it comedy button. That was, I think that was Scott's idea for SEO purposes, because people are like, I would like a funny thing, comedy or whatever. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it worked out okay. It's funny cause we're still, we're still listed in games and hobbies under video games. Right. We don't, we're literally not allowed to talk about video games on that (laughs) show. Um, like that's, I mean, when I started working at IGN, we like basically made like, we didn't, um, you know, we didn't want to sound like, um, you know, like we're going to, I mean, I was, I was, you know, I was replacing Greg who was, uh, doing kind of funny, which was like kind of a, you know, it was a similar thing. It was like, this started as like a weird side project you do with your friends and they were wary of me being like, ah, you know, fuck you guys. I'm going to go do, you know, comedy button. Um so we're basically like, hey, we don't like we don't talk about games on the comedy button. Like we don't need to. It's cool. We're we'll just we talk about whatever we feel like talking about. Right. Um But like I think that the um what's what's key to the show is just that we have fun doing it. Uh, I've always I think like we've always tried to figure out a way to like describe it, and you know, obviously in an elevator you're like, oh it's a comedy podcast, but it's really more of just about growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh and I mean, you know, we've been doing it for five years. and We've been figuring out how to live life. And, you uh, know, it's, it's 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 a strange thing. I think somebody once described it as basically the breakfast club. If the breakfast club was spread out over a series of years <laughs> and there were no girls.
1: <laughs> yes. And it's and it's equally as white. Yeah. No, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. With with Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony. <laughs>
0: so, so we first met, Max, at GDC a couple years ago. You were coming out of, I think, Moscone West, and you were digging into your phone, and I rolled up on you, and I was like, Give me your wallet. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I was like, Hey, Max, I really appreciate your work. I really like what you do. Thank you for what you do. And you gave me a really interesting. Uh, look, and it was of kind of surprise um, it, it was It was cool to see because you know uh, we are fairly young to the industry trying to get in and have gotten whatever <clears throat> kind of foothold in, but folks who we really appreciate their work, uh, we always kind of think that, hey, these folks are like getting a lot of people who say you know thank you for your work did you do you feel like it 's gotten to a point where you've been able to kind of uh, sit with where you've gotten uh kind of see that you have all these these really cool folks who really dig your work uh and kind of like taken that and absorbed it and was like all right i i have some people who really like what i do and uh it's kind of cemented me in the kind of the kind of thought processes of what we talk about games media and and, and games entertainment now
1: i mean
3: i like i i mean I, i never i never get used to it like it's it's I I never want to be the guy who's like, oh, thanks a lot. Bye. You know, like just, I, (laughs) like, I always, I always appreciate it. It's it's always like kind of this wonderful, like, uh, you know, like anti-venom to the shit that I get on YouTube or like in comments, you know, like there's so much, there's so much like toxicity online. So to like meet another human being and have that, you know, have a person come up and be like, Hey, like I appreciate a thing you do. It's like, I appreciate you saying that, you know, like that's, (laughs) that's huge. And like, um, I don't know, Brian and I are, are still like, like we'll go to events and stuff and we'll, we'll meet people and it's like, you know, it's always just a, it's the best feeling in the world. Like it's, it, that's, that's where it like, that's where it feels like it's, it's paying off, you know? Like it's, mm-hmm. um, and it it can be very easy to forget that. I mean, pe- people on the internet are just are, I think more negative, uh, or like the people who are, who, who like stuff are are like, you're more likely to leave a shitty Yelp review, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. There are those people who are like, "Oh, the empanadas were the best," but like, more likely people are like, "My boyfriend got food poisoning and he was shitting himself for a week." <laughs> people will make accounts just to say something mean or angry. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I make it a point to roll up on folks who I really, especially like their stuff, and I'm like, I will tell you because I know you probably don't hear it often enough. Yeah. No. It, and, it's and I and I hope that they appreciate
3: it. it. Absolutely. anybody who anybody who does it is a fucking asshole. So fair enough
1: speaking of fucking assholes let's talk about uh trump right so okay. <laughs> so you know so you guys are on the west coast um you know Kai, Ka and and you max um max you are in like um progressive capital west um yep. and and probably even more so than new york um, even you know even though people are super progressive there there are a lot of conservatives um, but I feel like the filthy rich people in San Fran are just as crunchy as as the poorest bastard that's you know like just finished shooting heroin or whatever yeah. you know needs a bambolance
3: <laughs> that. that's, the, that's, that's, that's like really like um, that's what's unsettling is that there is still that like that old the old money in San Francisco. Right. You, know, you get, right. you know, lots of, you know, tech fuckers who are like, oh, I invented the, you know, the app that does your laundry for you or whatever the fuck. Right. Um, but like, there are still like those like old, like, you know, like real estate moguls or whoever yeah. who are, um, right. I had a, um, a friend of mine's, uh, one of my coworkers wives was, um, she swung by the office at IGN and like, it was like end of the day. And I was like, Oh, what are you, what are you up to? Like, how's work? And she's like, Oh, it's great. I'm, I'm working remotely. There's a wine bar down the street that I was just at you know, uh-huh. answering emails from a wine bar. Right. Uh, nice. She's, she's like, she's like, Normally this is fucking awesome, but apparently right. everybody who voted for Trump in San Francisco was at that wine bar. Oh. And she's like, I had to leave. Who's oh. just like hearing like talk about it. And it was like, you know, it was just old, you know, old cranky out of touch people. Like, right. um, right. but yeah, it's, I, 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 I don't know. It's well,
1: well, you, you know, I mean, specifically like the, 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 all this shit is crazy. Like I, I, I tweeted out last week that, uh, you know, I don't know what's worse. The, the reality of today or the fact that I spent the last, the previous 10 weeks convincing myself it wouldn't be this bad. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and it's actually worse than I was like, I pretty much knew that it was going to be bad, but like this, this Muslim not ban, um, this travel ban, <laughs> um, you know, it's affecting a lot of people and and I personally work with a lot of people that are from India and we had a conversation today at work discussing whether or not it was going to neg- negatively affect the contractors that we've got overseas. We, I've got uh, the people that work across the hall from me that went back to India to get married and we're honestly not sure if they're going to be able to come back. You, you, like, yeah, like, how is it? Have have you guys had those kinds of conversations in IGN? Um, is it personally affecting any of the people that you come across during during? I mean, uh, you know,
3: it's day to day. Whatever the opposite of, of you know, a rising tide raises all ships. It, it's, I think, when <laughs> uh, you flood the whole fucking planet, most of the animals die or something, right? Um, right. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, even my um my my colleague Alana, like, who's from Australia, she's on a work visa. And she doesn't know, like, and she's like a, you know, she's a white chick. Like, she's not, right. she's not like a, a Muslim dude from the Middle East or anything. Like, Right. Um, but she's like, what is this, how does this affect my, me? Like, am I allowed to come back? Like, am I allowed to keep working here? Does my visa become yeah. like, and I don't know, like, visa stuff is like, you know, that's like taxes turned up to 11 in terms of like paperwork and bullshit. Right. Um, but I, I mean... I've I live in I live in Oakland and there's you know a huge Muslim population here and I'm just like, I mean it's it's I can I cannot fathom what that what that's like to be. Right. Um, I think the I think the only kind of fucking silver lining I've seen out of this whole thing, um, I saw some post floating around that was uh, somebody and I love how we're like we don't even it's like what the fuck is a newspaper but here's a screenshot of a notepad file that somebody that you don't actually know wrote that somebody you maybe know retweeted or something, um, but right. it was like a. T- it was a guy who was talking about how he was, had a friend in Iraq or, you know, a co- colleague um who was saying that the upside to all of the horrible, negative, uh just hateful shit coming out of Washington right now is that everybody who's out there protesting it is sending a message that, like, oh, like, people in America do want us here. Right, you know? right, right, um, right. Which may be, like, you know, people weren't, you know, there were protests against the Iraq War and everything, but, like... You know, that was never about anybody over there coming over here.
4: Yeah. Right.
3: You know, I mean, there are people holding signs that say, people were, people were holding up like welcome mats, being like, welcome, right, you're, right. You're, come here. It's okay. We, right, we, we, right. we yeah. don't hate you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no,
2: that's, that's a great point because I feel like a lot of times you got to separate the go- government actions versus the people. Sure. Um, I remember the first time that I had left the country um, was around the Bush era. And I remember people in Europe and in Africa kept asking me about Bush and they kept like saying like, like, do you agree with this stuff that he does? And like, you know, and like, you know, they always said, they always kind of commiserated with me because they said, yeah, we don't like what our, what our like dictators or like a military (laughs) do do either. But like, if, if you're an American and you hear that, you know, that like the, that like North Korea does this. I'm sure every North Korean person isn't down with what, what Kim Jong is doing, you know, like, right, right. like, like, uh, it's, 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 it's like the people usually feel differently from the government. Yeah.
3: I mean, what gets scary is when it just becomes so thoroughly indoctrinated. Right. Um, yeah. Right. There's a, there's a documentary about, about North Korea that I haven't actually seen, but my fiance watches a ton of documentaries and then tells me all the, the cool parts. Um, <laughs> but there's, apparently they did something where they, they were basically following, Families in North Korea, and like they're so like they've they've had all the government stuff beaten in them so much that like you know the the power goes out and they'll be like, damn Americans, and it's like right. (laughs) We we didn't fucking do anything, (laughs) right, right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, it's cool with with like social media, and I mean that is that is the the upside to the fact that we are constantly bombarded with it, and we are constantly seeing, uh, you know, it's it's awful when there's a tragedy and you see something. Thousands of miles away, and you're like, I can't help. I, I feel powerless, and you want to just right. you know, do anything. And it's, you know, people always, you know, they're like, you know, doing fundraisers, and it, it gets emotionally exhausting. But on the flip side, when there's something like an outpouring of support for, you know, for a cause, it's not just, you know, it's not just noise, you know, it, they're right. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, yeah, what, it's not just Foxy. One news of the nicest maybe, things. Oh, I'm sorry, it's, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it's not just like Fox News being like, oh no, they broke a window because Milo Yannapapalopoulos <laughs> or whatever is it the, <laughs> at Berkeley.
0: I want, I want him to be uh, Milo
3: Papadopoulos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My, uh,
3: if, I mean, if I can't pronounce that guy's name, that, that makes me the feel... Fuck
0: clean. him in his nose, yeah. anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but one, thing, one cool thing that I've seen from the gaming community has been, um, especially the gaming press and gaming industry, has been... You know, a lot of folks try to stay away from politics and try to play apolitical. Uh, it's been really nice to see everybody kind of up in arms with pit forks and like this is not okay. Um, has has that been something that's been a sentiment around the office and
3: amongst your kind of oh yeah, yeah. cohorts um, and, and folks? Yeah, we. I mean, IGN uh, does try to stay pretty like pretty right. you know apolitical or whatever. Um, but I mean, in, internally, like you know, everyone's we're like a bunch of fucking San Francisco SJW (laughs) liberal cocks according to our comrades or whatever. Um, And I mean it's I don't it it just it sucks because it doesn't feel like it's not American values you know to be like don't don't come in we're full like okay I mean that's like Arizona maybe but like
4: right
3: (laughs) right Um, Right. but but yeah we I mean I I love it because it is it is a uh, not it's a not diverse enough you know industry Um, but like, you know, it, it is, uh, it's people make games all over the world. Like Rami, Mm -hmm. Rami Ismail from, um, um, yeah, Yeah. nuclear throne, um, all those games. Uh, I, he's, he's fucking awesome. Like he's, uh, and he's, he's, you know, devout Muslim and it's, he's also like disarmingly like. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm guilty of it. Like, I have my my preconceived notions of what how a Muslim behaves, and then I go to a like an E3 party, and he's like, you know, shouting about how much he loves Destiny, and you know, <laughs> telling me about like pranks he plays, and I'm like, oh, right. okay, yeah, um,
0: yeah. He's one of the first pre- first people I met when I started when we started doing the show, and he is the nicest person on yeah. the planet. And he's
3: like he's a, he's a very special dude.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely.
1: So, so speaking speaking of uh, games, um, you know, before we let you go, where where do you see where actually where do you find the time to game because you're you're not doing a lot of reviews for IGN anymore. Um you're doing you know, obviously you're doing podcast beyond. Um, i'm I'm assuming that you're prepping a lot for for up at noon. Uh, to destroy all monsters, and um, so when do you find the time to game? And you know, obviously, you're doing the comedy button, yeah, uh, uh in the evening. So, like, when do you? How yeah. do you manage that?
3: Uh, it's it is a, it is a challenge. I should be doing I should be doing way more like remote play and mobile gaming, honestly. Right. Um, <laughs> it's weird because there's just a lot of like I don't I don't play games that work that much. Like, occasionally, I do a live stream mm-hmm. here and there. Or we do let's like, right. plays, mm-hmm. but. Um, we have, I mean, it's not like, I think there's this mentality that like IGN gets a a truckload of review copies for every game and it's exactly the opposite. It was easier to get my hands on games when I worked at smaller outlets because Hmm. outlets are typically a lot of a set number of of games, even the big ones. Um, but yeah, I haven't turned my PS4 on since the, maybe a week. I don't know. Like, and and it sucks. I was out of town all weekend and. Uh, I've been getting home late all week and it's like, you know, it's, I obviously want to sit there and play video games. I'll probably play a bunch on like, you know, Saturday or something, but, uh, Mm. it can be, it can be difficult to find time to, to jump in and, um, you know, get, get into games. I'm playing Yakuza right now. Yakuza zero. Sure. Which I, I love. It's one of, it's the weirdest, weirdest thing. It's so, (laughs) so strange. Um, like, so it's what I love about it is like the main, like the main kind of hook, in terms of uh, like the you know like center, sort of plot point, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but there's a murder, and it's I'm like I, I feel like so like guilty of just being like you know an American because I'm like yes, yeah, so what? But like, it's just <laughs> man, so like you know, the cops are looking for the guy who did it. It's a murder. And I'm just like, come on. <laughs>
1: what are your what are your feelings on? Uh... The, the Nintendo Switch, we've got two big consoles coming out this year. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch and, and uh, the Xbox Scorpio, Project Scorpio, whatever whatever it's going to be called. Um, I've got a stubnostication that I will announce. Those are my predictions. I'm Stubby Stan. They're okay. hashtag Stubgnostications, they're, and they're almost never wrong. Um, so I've got a prediction. Hey, whatever. You can give the face. The people know um so so uh sharif is a big nintendo fan he's traded in his wii u and his 3ds for the switch and he believes that the switch will be his portable device now it may be his portable device but do you really think that it can replace the 3ds in terms of both portability and and just the flexibility to to kind of game on the go
3: i don't i don't think so um i think the 3ds will still like survive and i think they'll keep like iterating on it because that thing's mm-hmm. been around since i was like yeah the first like the first ds came out when i was in high school and then right the 3ds right. we you know was obviously kind of a bigger jump because it was like more processing power and 3d uh which right. then they removed for that weird cheese wedge thing <laughs> um, And then they've they've just most recently done the you know the new 3ds. But it's kind of odd. Uh, It's unlike any other, you know, any other kind of video game equipment because it all like the fact that you can go buy a. I'm I'm not crazy here. You can go buy like a DS game that came out in 2006 and plug it into your th- new 3ds, no problem, right? Right, yeah. right. Like
1: there's well, nothing actually, else out there.
2: Can you? No, I th- I think <sighs> you're right. I, yeah. I think it's you're. Not,
1: right. Nintendo's so dumb.
3: Yeah, but I mean like that's <laughs> they're they're that weird. Yeah. We I mean, do. I'm I'm curious. If, if you told me the Switch played that family, like we know it uses cartridges, but like right. I mean it I mm-hmm. don't I don't think it's going to play 3DS games. I don't think anyone's talking right. about that, but it seems like kind of an obvious no-brainer that it won't. Uh right. But I think the Switch will it has its own place. Um I don't know if the battery life is up to snuff for being like a full portable thing. But it I mean then again, if it's anywhere near as successful as it seems like, like the hype around it seems way way more than the Wii U did. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, they'd have to, they'd have to really just like shoot themselves in the foot pretty hard for it to be worse than the Wii U in terms of reception. Uh, but I mean, if they, if they manage to deliver on what people are expecting, then it wouldn't surprise me if they just kind of, if they kept, you know, iterating on the, on the switch and made like a switch mini or slim or fat or whatever the hell they want to know. call it. <laughs> right. Um, but I think, you know, I think the 3DS is always going to kind of have its place. I hope mm-hmm. they just, I hope they get the hang of, of, uh, getting their library all in one place because um, mm. that's what Nintendo has that nobody else does is like the right, Nintendo right. library. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. one of those weird things mm. where they'll, they'll figure out some Franken cartridge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah <like> an <laughs> kind of adapter things. slot or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. right. So, yeah.
1: um, so you are Max Gullville. So uh, this question is about maximum hotness, um, the hottest that you can possibly be. Um, you make your prediction end of the year, what's going to sell better project Scorpio that we still really like, we got the digital foundry stuff, uh, but we don't really, really know what it is. The Nintendo switch, or do you think that the PS4 or PS4 pro will, will reign supreme at the end of the year, you know, from the
3: holidays mm. on, you know, holiday season. Um, that's a tough one. I think that, I think that PS4 is going to keep going. Because like, it Mm. it got the first, it got the first foot out the door. Um, and I mean, like, I found myself almost, almost wanting to buy a PS4 Slim. Uh, like they had a bundle, they were like, oh, you can buy like, you know, Uncharted 4 and a little baby, you know, PS4 for, you know, 250 bucks. And I was like, that was quick. But I mean, it wasn't really. It's been out for, what, almost four years
1: now? Right. Right. Um,
3: I'm, I'm completely like up in the air about what the Switch is going to do. Uh, it seems like, I mean, there was a point in time when tablets and smartphones weren't completely ubiquitous. Um, mm. I mean, the Wii came out. I might be wrong here. The Wii came out before the uh, before iPads were a thing, right? Like, yes. Well, yes. Well,
2: actually, well, well, The Wii came out two thousand five. Right. Right. Yeah. So definitely
3: before I the iPad. Yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah, Definitely
1: because iPads were after iPhones.
3: Yeah, and like mobile gaming then was, um, you know. People, you know, played Game Boys and... uh, Right, PSPs. Yeah. I mean, the PSP always felt like if, I mean, if that had come out, if that was going to be a thing that was invented post-iPad, it would have almost definitely been more tablet-based. But, I mean, like, you, I mean, you see kids playing, kids play on phones and tablets now. Uh, Yeah. And parents can buy those being like, oh, you've got to use this for your schoolwork too, but you can't really do that with the Switch. Right. Um, And it's, I mean, it's just an odd, like, I don't, I'm sort of too simultaneously too disconnected from like what kids actually do because i don't have any kids yet yet. (laughs) Um, and but i'm also really close to games so i'm like obviously i know what like my weird 30 year old man baby friends are into but like (laughs) uh, you know the deciding factor is going to be like i mean casual observers like are grandma and grandpa going to give a shit about the switch or do they want you know a kindle fire or whatever you know Like the Wii caught on because it was this thing that everyone could get on board with, but like, and so did the iPad. But like, the Switch is kind of this odd hybrid of the two. But everyone already has the previous two, so right. Right. What's yeah? What's the what's that hot takeaway there?
0: Well, we're we're about to jump into our break, and we're gonna let you go because we know you have a whole bunch of stuff to do, which includes probably eating, gaming, and getting some rest. (laughs) Um, But one thing I wanted to say before we do let you go is um, I wanted to thank you. You had an appearance on Jared Petty's uh, podcast. Um, and you talked about the relationship with your father. Yeah. Um, and I, I sat and listened to it and it really hit home for me. And I wanted to thank you for it because we have really super similar <laughs> backgrounds. Like I met my dad super late in my life uh, and hadn't met him before. Um, so it was cool to kind of uh, have him in my life for the amount of time that I did. And it was also very cool to hear um, how you two had a chance to bond and, and kind of grow a relationship. Yeah. Um, later in life. So thank you for that. You're welcome, um, Really wonderful story, and, and it was really heartfelt. And I think one of the great things about what you do in the industry is that you do have this open book, and you do tell people exactly what you're thinking and your feelings about, you know, yourself and your life. And, and that, that, to me, is really refreshing, and, and I hope yeah, that I mean, that's something that a lot of people can take away from
3: you. You're work. welcome. Um, weird, weird sort of uh, post-mort on that, um the, the episode of Pockets Full of Soup I did with Jared. Um, yeah. So... I showed that to my fiance, Jen, and I think she passed it on to my dad and my stepmom and they watched it and they apparently were like just crying and being like, this is wonderful. Uh. And then my dad proceeded to Uh. send it to my half siblings who I haven't really gotten to know. And my, my fucking half brother who I've since gotten to started like talking to a little bit basically was like, huh? So that's what Max is like. I should probably get to know him. So like doing the podcast actually managed to start like opening up my relationship with my my siblings. So that's, I'm probably going to have to jump on that, that show again sometime and talk more about it. That's amazing. Yeah. I literally was, I was texting Jared about that like a few days ago, just being like, uh, I don't think you realize how big of a deal this is. Like,
2: that's fantastic.
0: Um, But yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. If I see you at a gaming, a gaming thing, I'll, I'll share the full story, but, but thank you again for that. That was, that was real dope. Yeah.
3: Well, thank you guys for having me on. This
2: has been a hoot.
1: Yeah, uh I mean yeah, yeah, really appreciate it. I you know, personally I want to say uh I met you at E3 this year. Uh you were just incredibly nice to me, Aww. incredibly genuine and and uh you know, I felt like I knew you uh because uh, full disclosure, I am a patron of of the comedy button. Is ah, one of the, a of the very of few trust. Yes, exactly. <laughs> one of the very few uh things that i contribute to on a monthly basis uh is because you know you guys give great value um and um you know and i believe in you guys but i've you know i i've listened to every single episode of the show and it's one of the few podcasts that i've listened to over the last five years definitely well, um you know things yeah. come and go
3: thanks, for, thanks uh, for sticking with us you know yeah
1: yeah um you, you know you guys are awesome you are awesome and uh you know really want to thank you for your time congratulations on all of your success both mm-hmm. at work and and you know outside of work uh and in your personal life man you know mazel tov you know things are uh are moving together for the yeah. Scoville. so yep. uh congratulations man well, and thanks. Uh, yeah. you know we we really really loved having you um I'll punch Brian People. in the
3: arm and, and tell him to come on the show. <laughs> right
1: on, right on. Do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll be great. Uh, yeah tell uh, Tell Bracaga where they can find you on the uh, social medias.
3: Um, you can find me on Twitter as Max Scoville. Where I will, uh, I'm, I'm doing this cool new. Uh, it's a kind of a self improvement uh, program where I, I say the meanest thing I can think of about Steve Bannon every day. And oh, hopefully, <laughs> uh, I am. Can you Patreon that shit? <laughs> it's, it's like an advent calendar of hate. Um, <laughs> right. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, yes. I'm, on, I'm on pretty much Max Scoville on everything. Um, you can check out uh, the Comedy Button. Obviously, that's on iTunes. It's uh, on Patreon.com/slash/Comedy Button. Um, and then uh, up at noon is every week on uh, IGN or on YouTube or whatever. Uh, I'm all over IGN. Um, right. we put out a lot of stuff, so it can be hard to track me down, but, uh, I'd also do a, you know, podcast beyond about, um, you stop that right now. So like, my fiance is literally wiggling her about, ass at me like a weird rabbit or something. Right. It's time for dinner, apparently. Po- um,
1: podcast about schizophrenia. Yeah. There's, there's no, nobody there's no there, there, folks. In the room. I'm
2: just losing my Are, mind. Right. Um, yeah, I thought that this was not. like IGN, like just right. a big IGN thing right. right. just up there. <laughs>
1: Thanks for having me, guys. This has been a blast. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Uh, We'll see
0: you soon, hopefully. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Take care. Cool. cool. All right, everybody. We are going to take a break. Uh, We'll be right back after this.
2: What's up, y'all? This is Sharif Jackson, host of Gaming Looks Good, a YouTube series where we focus on diversity in video games, race, gender, and sexuality. Check out the full archive of videos at gaminglooksgood.com.
1: Hey guys, this is Milton, host of the Slava Gamer podcast, where I talk all things gaming and nerdy, from anime to zombies and everything in between. You can find me on iTunes and SoundCloud at Slava Gamer. Welcome
0: back, everybody. This is episode 149 of the Spoiler Me podcast. We are back from our break. Uh, we have to thank a huge thank you to Max Scovo coming and hanging out with us this week on the show, coming and hanging out and becoming a permanent resident of Ricago. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we've been playing this week. Cause there's been a lot of good stuff that's been dropping. Um, and I know C, no, I'm sorry, reef reef had a bunch of cool stuff that he had in his bag. Uh, so reef, what, what have you been playing this week?
2: Well, the first thing that I've been playing on my Nintendo consoles is nothing. Cause I don't have one. Anymore. <laughs> um, uh, but what I have been playing, uh, actually I just was playing a lot today. Um, is the recent release double dragon four. Oh, um, so this came out on Steam, I believe, on um, Xbox and uh, PlayStation as well on the uh, eShops. Yeah. Um, it's like seven bucks, which is a great price. Um, it's essentially another 8 bit Nintendo style version of Double Dragon. Um, so it's not based on the arcade version. It's nothing like Neon or that version on like Xbox Live that's more of the arcade version. Um, this is like, you know, a two player. Um, 12 mission game um very easy you know it's like 30 minutes 40 minutes you know okay but for seven dollars i feel like it's a pretty good deal if you're into beat-em-ups i mean the uh, music is actually pretty good um one cool thing about it is that as you play either the story missions or there's like a uh, horde mode essentially um, where like uh, you just keep on fighting waves and waves of like uh, enemies you actually unlock different characters you can play the full game as so so I beat the game once as like a Billy and then I played the game as a Williams (laughs) Williams.
0: his name is Williams
2: Williams yes (laughs) Um, and the cool thing is that as you play as the enemies you can like actually do their attacks. So like as the Williams, I could throw knives, um, and as the Abobo, I could like clap people in the face. Um, oh, Abobo. And, and and also oh, also <laughs> shout out to Abobos in this game because this is the first double dragon game where they I know no one has ever said shout out to Abobos, <laughs> but but um, that's the
0: name of this. That's going to be the name of this episode. But um,
2: shout out to the Abobos in this game because these are the most mobile. Mobile in the history <laughs> of Double Dragon. I, 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 I mean, uh, you, you know what I'm saying. Most most of the time in like Double Dragon, they're like kind of like the slow lumbering kind of muscle heads. Mm-hmm. In this game, they run. They they have the highest jump out of any character, so they like fly into the air with their elbows out. Like like it looks ridiculous, <laughs> but it catches you by surprise, and it really like shows that they're trying to still have some surprises in this, you know, franchise that's like 30 years old and, and like, you kind of know what a character is going to do if you've kind of played them. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's an average game, but I think for seven bucks, I think, you know, it's totally worth it. Um, you, 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 you know, um, I don't think it'll convert anyone that's not into kind of beat ups already. Um, but for seven bucks, I think you kind of can't go wrong. If like you have even a passing interest, and sort of like the eight-bit kind of like side-scrolling uh, times, um, so. and, and busting a bobo it, in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did 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 uh, you guys get to check it out at all, or? Did no, it, I didn't even know it just, dropped.
1: Yeah, I didn't even know it dropped out. Uh, you would have oh, known okay. it dropped uh, if you paid attention to the conversation we had when I talked about it dropping. That's right.
0: I was too hyped for the game that I'm going to talk about after you talk about your game. Oh, Oh, whatever.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay, Uh, Shut up. Okay. Uh, And the second uh, game, which has no Bobo, sadly, um, is for Honor. Um, Oh, yeah. So they had a closed beta. Um, They'll actually have an open beta, I believe, when the show comes out. I think the weekend after they're going to have an open beta. Um, Mm -hmm. But they had a closed beta in... Let me tell you guys, I really, really like For Honor. Um, huh? I really was kind of skeptical about what kind of game it would be if if it would be the uh, kind of game that showed well in cinematics and E3 kind of presentations but didn't necessarily play well. Um, but I feel like there's a really deep level to the mechanics that really has that like kind of like easy-to-grasp, hard-to-master mm. kind of thing to it. And the game is really punishing if you do not play as a team. Like you will just get decimated over and over again if you try to take on every person that that you see. Um, that was me. That was me playing that game. That's that's like you're like Leroy Jenkins style, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, you always want to just run in there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mostly played the uh, Dominion game mode which is like essentially a where, where like there's like three zones and like okay. uh you, you you have to capture them to uh build up points there's like a other parts to, there's like a two-on-two duel and a one-on-one duel duel but i actually found those kind of boring like i didn't mm. i mean mm-hmm. i'm I'm glad that they're there because i think that they'll definitely be fans of what of those modes but I'm buying a game like for honor to have like more of like the total war kind of feeling to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So the dominion mode I think worked really well. Um, And there's also kind of like this faction mode where like uh, you like pick a class and like contribute assets to an overall faction. Um, To be honest, I didn't really do much of that. Um, I I I mean like after you play a match, it'll automatically like deploy assets to random places. So like, but I but but I think if you really get into that, there is kind of like a chess and checkers um kind of metagame to it. Um and I know th- that there are people that are really into into that like side of things. So I'm not saying that, that, that that's not a big deal. Um it's just not something that I personally um you know, you know, that I'm personally kinda of drawn to. But I mean the combat feels good, like uh when when like you hit someone with a mace it just feels dope, you know? Um, I had some great moments where, like, I, I, like, pushed somebody off the side of a tower, and, like, I was, I was on Twitch, and I was, like, screaming, um, and, you know? Um, so, yeah, I just really, I mean, I feel like Ubisoft in the past maybe eight, nine months has been night and day to me. Like, I used to really think that they put out, you know, kind of average and mediocre stuff, but, I mean, they've had Watch Dogs which I loved. They've had this um, Wildlands looks like a great um, Even though Steep isn't my kind of game It was mm-hmm. still like it, it, it still seemed like a well done game I mean Ubi is doing it I think So I see Did you get to play any For Honor? Uh, yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. Vikings in the house. Vikings all day, all day, every day. Stand That's up in the building, baby. Talk, the way, we here, baby. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's Vikings. This <laughs> Vikings from, uh, from Fuck Master South, Viking. South Vikings. Fuck Master <laughs> Vikings. Viking, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, I. Yeah. I, I got to. I got to play. I got to play in the in the closed beta, and. I was very excited for this game because uh, I, I think I've said it before that um, one of my favorite games of a, a long, you know, many generations ago was Bushido Blade. Uh, this game mm-hmm. where where um, combat mattered and, you you know, you weren't swinging for hit points, but you were swinging to maim and you were swinging to, you know, to kill uh, in, in the game. And for honor, while you know, is while not as punishing or unforgiving as as uh, Bushido Blade was, it it definitely brings back those those feelings. It definitely has some of that genetic material within it. And uh, I was I was talking I was having. I was having oh shit this is going to sound terrible. I was having brunch with uh some friends some friends of ours and uh this person uh this person actually writes writes in the in the industry and he was saying that he didn't like Ferrana because it seemed very simple. And I think that if you looked at it r- very quickly, you could definitely get that impression. Um and uh, but like like what Reef said it is Difficult. It's easy to pick up, but very difficult to master. It is very rock, paper, scissors in, in terms of mm. how you, you know, you you can either strike up, you can strike to the left or you can strike to the right. And there are, you know, indications. It's, it's really not going to really sneak up on you. Um, what your opponent's trying to do. There's definitely indications um, right. to to give you the chance to actually block and defend yourself. Uh, but there's all these other things that are going on. Uh, I really do enjoy the meta game, this persistent world where you uh you you know all of the actions that you do um go towards go to help aid your faction, and there and you know the fact that there are you know battles that last hours in real time and then you know and then there's you know the the war and then there's a season and the season is 10 weeks and after that 10 weeks everything resets um mm-hmm. but some of that some of that stuff is still persistent um i'm really really intrigued to see what that means for the game and and what that's going to mean for the players and would love to be able to speak to someone from the uh for honors dev for honor dev, dev team uh to talk about uh Just what what they were thinking and and how that's going to play out. Uh, There is an alpha uh, or not an alpha, an open beta um, February 9th through the 12th. So uh, the week that this that this episode airs. Uh, But the game comes out that Tuesday. So the 9th. The ninth valentine's is a th- right the ninth is Thursday, and then the you know the twelfth is I guess Saturday or something like that, and then yeah, and then the game comes out on tuesday uh That's super the, weird yeah the you know valentine's day and and it it kind of it, it harkens me back to the conversation that we had uh, hell shit uh, almost exactly a year ago um with with the great gents from media molecule talking mm-hmm. about betas and how. The the beta has become the new age demo, and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because you know, be, and I, I, ah, oh man, I can't fucking speak. But I can't. I I I feel the same way today that I felt then, which is I understand what a beta is supposed to be, and and a beta is not supposed to be the thing that gives you. A full indication it shouldn't be the thing that determines whether or not you're going to buy a game yeah right because because that's not what is there to do but if these if you know while we're praising Ubisoft I, I love just about everything about this game the you know the, the the uh, environments, the way, the animations, everything, everything that you get, the cutscenes before the match, the cutscenes after a match when you're playing in Dominion. I love the two v two stuff that you can do. Um, I I think that this the game seems really really great, but I'm holding out judgment because I haven't actually played the game. I've played old versions of this game. And I don't know if mm. I, I don't know if I like the fact that, you know, the it's one thing to have the closed beta, two weeks before the game is released to test the servers, stress test things, kind of find some bugs, do some tuning, tweak things. But if you have a beta, uh, in qu- in the biggest of quotes, two days before the game releases, <laughs> what the fuck are you fixing before the game? Before the game is is you're able to
2: sell it. It's it's I think it's more of a marketing and semantic thing to be honest. Like I feel like it's like for example, I think about how how like the Resident Evil Seven called theirs like beginning hour or first mm-hmm. hour. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they patched that demo and and I guarantee that some of that went into the full game. Sure. They could have called they could have called that a beta, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like if for Honor just just called this next one a preview or something right. like that. Um, because the game, I mean, from a user perspective, even through the closed beta, it felt done. It did. <laughs> and it, did. it felt yeah. way better than the alpha that, that I played earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I i agree with you. I feel like the, the term beta has really become more of a marketing thing that, like when uh, gamers hear it, they're like, oh my God, it's a beta, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's more like a hype buzz thing like for some reason that carries more weight than demo (laughs) like i don't know when that changed but it it just does
1: well i think i think one of the things they said and i'm sorry kind of you know we're we're keeping you from talking about the games that you're playing but good but but (laughs) but one of the things right one of the things that i think is is uh, is the difference is that demos have to be this you know this completely produced, not not necessarily vertical slice, but essentially a vertical slice, a portion of the game that they have coded and and you know and QA'd and tested to to guarantee that it works, so that they can put it someplace and give someone a a you know a uh, a small chunk, a bite size morsel. Of the entire gaming experience, and if you call it a beta, you can just put up the engine and just you know drop the engine out there and say, you know, here's the game, here's here's a build, go and go and play, yeah. uh, and this you know this build works well enough. Um, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, like if you're gonna call it a beta two days before the game is released, yeah, you better you better fix some shit. I wonder, like,
0: I wonder if it would be better if they were just like early access. You know what I mean. I think
1: call, if, to call call it a preview. I think works perfectly fine. If you call it a preview, as as Reef said, then you know, then that's exactly what it is. And this is a taste of what the game is. You know, what the game could potentially be when it releases in forty eight hours. And if you like... If you like what <laughs> <the laughs> <beta>, you see... <laughs> right,
2: right. not if, done.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, if you like <laughs> what it you be, see... Here will be, here'll and, here'll be something that would be
0: really cool, though. If they gave you that beta two days before... And then when it hit retail, because it's already gold, right? Right? right. It's already definitely, gold. Definitely. If it if it, if you got the game and it was totally different,
1: totally different, <laughs> right? It's it a whole right. different it's, game. So it's an RTS in space. It'll be like top down, <laughs> right, <yeah>. isometric, <laughs> oh, <man>. eight bit. <laughs> word that would be real dope. That would that, actually be really yeah. Dope. That would be hilarious.
0: Just to just to fuck with people. Yeah. But I, I got a chance to play some of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is the first beta that I have deleted really quickly after wow. I started playing it. Um, I like it. I, I don't want people to think I don't like it. Eric Pope, I love you. I know where you are on the internet, and I know we had an almost fight on the argument, but I love you, Eric. Um, he's he's on the community team for, for Ubi. Um, and... Uh, He actually brought up a really good point because I was uh, I was venting some frustration online and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Every time I get into a fight, I get mopped up and I don't like it. I I deleted it in anger and frustration. And he was like, well, what class did you pick? And I was like, I I picked the peacekeeper, Mm -hmm. uh, which is they are kind of three different um, uh, styles. Right. They have like the, the basic, the intermediate and then the advanced. Right. And I and I, you know, looking at people like aesthetically was like, yo, she looks cool. I picked the Peacemaker. She's the most advanced class and the most nimble and most agile one. That was probably the wrong thing to do because it didn't lend itself to me having an, to me having a lot of fun. I had fun in spurts, right. mm-hmm. but I had more frustration than I had fun. And I was like, I have other things to play. I'm going to try something else. And this is making me mad. I don't want to throw my controller. Um, but the foundation of everything, like everybody else has said, is really good. I think the melee combat is, is fun. I think that the hiding in crowds uh kind of tactic is something that's pretty cool i wish there were some things that they could do to kind of differentiate you from the crowd but i guess that's a part of the gameplay mechanics i was always getting randomly caught up in some in some random fight and i was like when the hell did i get stabbed like who stabbed me because <laughs> it's like you have friendly fire on yeah. and you get stabbed by whoever it is from whatever angle is that's behind you and it's a third person uh camera so it's hard to know when people are coming at you um but for the most part, I feel like that's a game that I'm gonna to have to, to get and play with people who know more than I do. Start off with a really basic character and then work my way up, yeah. uh, and then figure out the mechanics in a way that I need to, to do. If you're also having frustration, uh, frustrated, if you're also frustrated, I'm sorry <laughs> with words and the game. <laughs> uh, Eric uh, suggested that you go through all the tutorials, especially the advanced ones, because that definitely does help. Uh, kind of getting your feet underneath you. Um, so, uh, yeah. Ferran, it was pretty good. I really like the siege stuff. I think that's the actually really coolest part of the, of the game because it, uh, it unlocks levels for you, like different right. versions of the levels while you play. Right. Um, so that was really cool. Oh, I didn't
4: know that.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the cool part about the that's the my favorite part about that oh, mode. Right, it's like you have a map, and then whoever has control of that map, it looks specifically different mm-hmm. aesthetically because that team has that map. Right,
4: oh, that's dope. Um, I didn't know that. And the
0: weird thing, the one weird thing about that is, I wonder though, uh, with faction based stuff like that, if uh, the one thing I've noticed with Let It Die and also with uh, Mortal Kombat when they had faction war stuff was once the team that started to get into the lead is there everybody jumps and skips to that team which turns it everything on its on its head and kind of messes up the the way it's balanced right. i hope that they have figured out some ways to kind of figure that out so, or i hope they don't say anything and just flip switches and let everybody kind of get whatever they want so that everyone yeah. can see all the maps so, so
1: um when it comes to leaving your faction there yeah. is a penalty Okay. for for leaving factions. I don't know how what it is or how harsh it is or uh mm-hmm. you know, you know how that works per se, but uh
0: They'll probably put but, like a tag over your name that's like funk fa- r- funk master. Right, right. Funk master, funk master Viking. Viking. <laughs> funk master Samurai. Um
1: oh, so I did uh, also speaking of Mortal Kombat, I did also play a little bit of the uh Injustice 2 beta. Yeah. Um so did you find Justice I I found Injustice. Um mm. I, you know, uh she she uh she was working she was working at the Bodega Injustice. Oh, <laughs> Justice Jenkins. Um did you have a did you have a little brush? Right. Can you right, brush your yeah, hair every
0: right. time you saw her. Right. Uh, 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 Were you Joe Tori? Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um so, I think you could uh, play a good Joe Tory, man, actually.
1: Word, word, oh. okay. That could be uh, the you know how, short, you know how, short, don't know brolic dude. you
2: get like waves in your scalp. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll squeeze hey, my hey, head like together hey, like this. Hey,
2: if uh, if if, if uh, Scotty Pippen did it, I think you could do it. Word, man. Joe, he had a head like a bulldog. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I got to play some Injustice too. I, I... Um, I didn't play the first. I didn't play the original Injustice, um, but it wasn't necessarily for lack of interest. It just you know it was just something that kind of missed missed the uh, like you know by the time I, I, I was able to come back around to it, I think I kind of missed the boat on it. Um, but I was really interested in the comic book aspect of it and exactly what they were trying to do. So I I, I enjoyed playing some of Injustice two where they had these uh, you know the opening braggadocious line or whatever it is that the person has uh before we're about to fight um i I like the fact that they kind of changed based on who it was and it and it led you to believe that there was this much larger backstory um that you know that you know would kind of unfold itself to you as you're playing the game so that that part definitely got me interested um I wasn't very good at it because I, you know, I hadn't played Injustice, so and and I'm generally speaking not not the greatest MK style uh, fighting game player. Um, the thing I found weird was two things. So this was an online beta, so mm-hmm. the only people you played, the only your opponents were all humans, and allegedly. And, Right, right. Um, he could have
2: passed the Turing test. The, you know, yeah,
1: that's to, that is true. That is true. Playing in some robots. Yeah, the, the, you know the game takes place in Detroit, uh, <laughs> but but so so that part was interesting. What I found even more interesting and 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 actually frustrating is the fact that there was no uh, tutorial area or an area where you could practice. So your your choices were, uh, settings or go online. Or uh, settings, character selection creation—not creation, but uh, character selection where you could change your different outfits, yeah. what have you. The customization. Customization. Right. And and then actually playing. So. Uh, yeah. I, so yeah. So like you know, I, I jumped online. I played a few matches. I got my ass kicked. But you know, it was like, well, I can't even practice any of these moves or you know how to do things. And I was like, ah, the hell with it. You yeah, know, back it, it, it was for absolutely
2: Honor. a beta for people that have already played Injustice One. Right. right. It was absolutely right. that. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, I I really wasn't um, that impressed with it to be honest. Hmm. Um, really. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I I not as a sequel. Um, I mean, this is just a beta. You know, it's uh, it's it's not saying I won't like the actual game, but it was just like I played it, and I was like, "All right, um, you know that's Injustice, and I love Injustice, <laughs> but it." I I didn't see anything additional to really make me want to buy another version of what I already have and hmm. love. I think that the hmm. gear stuff is really cool. Um, I don't tend to be that into that part of um, a lot of you know even games like Destiny, right, and and the Division like. I'm not that into the max mining characters. Hmm. And I didn't really see the aesthetic parts of it that were really that appealing to me. Um so I mean, it seems like that's the big draw to the game for um Injustice One fans and in like addition to like the new characters and like that kind of stuff. I did like playing with like Supergirl and I thought that her super move was one of the best ones I think I've seen in a while. I
1: didn't know how to do it.
2: Um L R oh, yeah. man. Um, oh. but you should have played the first one. This right, right. Yeah, fun. but that I mean, but that was that was my
1: point. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. you know, I leveled it up, or I was getting beat up enough so that I could actually do the thing. But I was like, how to have, how to yeah. have do I do the thing. How to have? Uh, what's what's yeah. wrong with me? How
2: Yeah. Well well, 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 I'm sure those other people were doing it to you. <laughs> yes, yes, they were. Yes, they, they were. But, but um, yeah, yeah. So like, it's not like there was anything wrong with the game at all um i just didn't leave it like super hyped to mm-hmm. buy a sequel because i still play the, the original injustice i mean i played it during S- spawn for good and you know it's it's a great game um and i'm like yo I, if i could just save my 60 and just play this joint i'll, mm-hmm. I'll be good so i kind mm-hmm. did, did uh did you get your hands on it
0: i injustice 2 i am so fiending for injustice 2 it is unreasonable how much of that <laughs> beta I have played already. Oh, wow. Um, it, so the gear... There, there are a couple things that I noticed that are very different. So you got a really, really good boost in uh, graphic fidelity, which is oh, something yes. that it looks people... people it, looks really, it looks really good. Whatever they did to the engine, whatever they did to the facial uh, features stuff, it looks freaking phenomenal. The gear stuff that's in this game... What makes it super cool is um, so I was playing mostly sp- uh, uh, I was about to say Spider-Man. Wrong <laughs> game. Uh, I was playing mostly uh, Superman for most of the time I was playing and I was running through, you know, going through all these battles and stuff. And whenever you win or wh- I think whenever you win or you lose, you still get gear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Every game. And it'll pop up in the screen like in the like in a, a picture in on, picture on the side. Right. And it tells you what that piece of gear is and also what stats it has. So like you can be better defense, better armor, better strength and all that stuff. Um, so the crux of that game is you, know, you can max out or you can, you can level up different statistics that you have uh, that'll make you uh, different than your opponent even if you have the same character. Usually that's the one drawback is that everyone has the same character and you're, and you're very much the same. Um, I was playing Superman and I had gotten uh, a better cape which aesthetically looked really dope. Um, it's well, hold on. No, I got a dope Kate. My Kate was mad dope. Yes. Uh, I got a, a new, uh, a new chest piece with an S on it. That gave me more strength. Uh, the coolest part about it. Something I didn't know was, so everyone has a super move. Uh, I got a, a, a part or a, a new super move basically. Mm. In the game, really? So, okay. so Superman. So it's not a new one; it's a variation on the move that you have. Okay. So usually, Superman when he comes onto the screen, he flies, uh, you know, across the screen horizontally and punches you, and then throws you into the sky or whatever. Right, right. Most times, you know that move is coming, so you can block back. Mm-hmm. Uh, my version of it: I grab a meteor out of the sky, hit you from uh, from, from a top-down top. angle, and then I do my move. Oh, that's dope. So it's a okie doke for people who are expecting yeah. people to just have that one move. You're like, oh, shit, I have a whole different move than you told than you didn't even expect. So it, that stuff is so dope. They just updated it, uh, updated the beta today as as when we're taping on Thursday. Uh, so Blue Beetle is in it now. Oh, um, nice. so So you can play as Blue Beetle, which is I was messing around with him before we started to record. They have so many cool small things in that game. I'm so hyped for that thing. Hmm. It's gonna be so dope. Cool. Uh, I'm real, really excited for that.
2: Cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna check it out some more. I mean, I read that this might go for like a few weeks, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're like, gonna keep adding characters. Yeah. So, so I'm definitely gonna continue to check it out. I I just hope I find something that really ho- that really hooks me about it because I really do like injustice. Like I think it's one of the best DC properties outside of comics like basically yeah the um, lack
0: the lack of a way to kind of spar is is rough but it's so stripped down that yeah it, you know they don't they don't really want you to do that
2: yeah yeah and, and, and uh and 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 see in in the first injustice i mean they have a training part they have a single player they have multiplayer right they have, they have move lists, you can save them the player screen they have all that kind of stuff yeah. so yeah moveless
1: in the beta. Too. Yeah, they're moveless in the beta, but you know, but the problem is that you can only look at the moveless while you're in the game, playing another human. So you can't be like, hey, time out. Let me, you can.
2: I mean, you can try. I, mean,
1: right. I, I had somebody say that to me today. He was like, hey, wait,
0: hey, wait, hey, wait. My D-pad is broken. <laughs> My D-pad doesn't work. I was like, you better take this fist. Right. Too bad for that. <laughs> you better take this beating. You better take this beating. I, I don't got no time for you to figure out your goddamn D-pad. Take this ass whooping and leave.
1: So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, In- Injustice, Injustice 2 is, is coming out at a good time, um May may 16th is Mm -hmm. uh is when it's scheduled for release and hopefully it hits that date uh we know that another game that we're kind of surprised uh kind of surprised everyone is uh prey from bethesda yeah is uh scheduled to release i think may 5th 5th, i thought was was the date yeah that sounds about right um so, uh, I mean, that was really surprising because, uh, you know, they they announced that game in a surprise trailer at E3 last year, and it'll be out before E3. So, you know, here's Bethesda doing it again. Um, so, you know, good for them.
2: Yeah, it, it'll be really interesting, especially since, you know, um, the huge success of Doom, you know, which right. uh, sold well and got a lot of, on, on a lot of people's, you know, kind of game of the year lists that. You know, I think expectations are going to be raised for Prey, um, which I don't think normally is a game that would have high expectations since the first Mm -hmm. one, I liked it, but I don't think it was generally sold well, which is why they were never able to get to that sequel. Um, And the fact that, you know, they kind of, you know, it went into development hell and then disappeared under Human Head and then came back under Bethesda. (laughs) Um, You know, and, you know, even though I do hate that, you know, that we're losing the, like, the... The native american character we do have like an asian american you know um lead in a game uh which is awesome you know right so so um yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to see how it does yeah yeah uh
0: i had one last thing that i played um i played and finished uh resident Evil oh you 7. finished it holy shit Yeah, son i'm like that I injustice did, did that joint, yo. And for everybody out there, yo, oh, that don't, joint. Don't, don't, no, no,
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Shots fired, yo, that
0: yo. I played forty five minutes of that joint, and I'm gonna say that was the best game I ever played in my life. Shots fired for Flex, bang bang, Bronx. What? Yes. Anyway, anyway. It is one of the best games I've played in a very, very long time. That game is everything that I hoped it would be. It was so much money well spent. Uh, it did... It gave me scares. It gave me surprises. It gave me uh, nostalgia. Um, and and it. I think it moved... I'm going to say this. This is maybe a little bit hyperbolic. Mm. Um, I think it moved... Th- one, uh, Resident Evil back into the forefront of the horror uh, people uh, genre. Are, people
1: are definitely talking about it right now. And
0: I think, it, I think this, is, this is the reason why people were so excited and still are excited when they had PT. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see the RE engine in all its full glory, um, I really kind of want to play this on PC too now. Um, they did so many cool things with this game. Like, it, it, is, it is something that I think it's a must play. Mm. Definitely on my game of the year. Uh, list already uh for 2017 and it's the and first game I'm, you play holy shit face yo <laughs> first uh, and best right. first
1: and the first and the best uh I, you uh, know it, what no bullshit um the first new game i played of last year was was eventually our game of the year and that was oxen free so yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Right. right right um and they and they did some really cool stuff i'm actually into the uh DLC already, wow. which is crazy. Wow. So they so they have band they have a, this thing called band footage, uh, which is really cool, uh, and and they have like this weird kind of like survival mode thing that they're doing. It's it's a lot of fun. They they've really thought themselves into a good spot uh, with this uh, and put themselves in a good spot with this. And I hope that they keep going with this kind of found footage uh, theme uh, as far as the DLC goes because that is some of the strongest. Uh, uh, parts and gameplay uh, in the game itself. So now yeah, is, I, I is, I'm is,
2: is it as good without VR? Because I, everyone I've heard talk about it almost only talks about VR.
0: So so here's the weird thing. So I played the first I played the first 20 minutes or so. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that number and think about the beginning without thinking I think <laughs> I played the first <laughs> 20 to 30 minutes not in VR. Uh, got to a specific spot, and then stopped because I didn't want to see any I wanted to go back and check, that, check out that particular part in VR again. Mm-hmm. The um, interesting part about that is there are some um, things that you miss because you are so far away from your television. Um, the fidelity is better when you're out of VR, but there are small things like eye contact from characters that is really haunting in VR. Uh, there are just some things where... Uh, A character will look at you and emote and it feels so much different because you're in first person and you're so close to that character. Uh, uh, Like there's a a small scene in the beginning. This has been shown everywhere uh, where a character comes and tries to stab you. Mm -hmm. Um, Having that person come at you in first person in VR is fucking terrifying. Like it's a really weird feeling where your disbelief is there and you're just like, oh, shit. I need to block something. I need to move my hands. I need to do something. Uh, My Bronx came out. almost like, yo, (laughs) like through hands, (laughs) I I had some stuff. But I feel like I haven't, I don't think that I'd be able to play a full game like this in VR, not because I'm scared, not because of any of that stuff. I feel like you just lose too much of the pretty Mm -hmm. that they put into that game to do it in VR. But I'm going to try to go back. Uh, There are very specific parts of that game where I left off and, and gave myself saves. Because I want to go and and see those particular parts in VR, hmm. um, so yeah, okay. I would say play it in VR if you can. Uh, but I would say make your first run through uh, the normal way. Is okay. it is it a showpiece in VR? Um, no, I think currently VR is best done when it's not trying to one to one mimic yeah. or or mimic exactly what other gameplay is sure, or what normal gameplay is uh it's the reason why games like thumper and super hypercube are for me way better and in vol- in volume are way better in vr than they uh, sometimes are in not vr yeah. um it's it's difficult because you're trying to do things with your physical body that mimic your head uh and take you out of the experience because it's so blurry mm-hmm. and things are too close yeah. uh sometimes so I, I'll see. There are some really cool parts where you can tell. Like if you ever go to a three D movie and you can and you like uh, you can see the parts uh, where they were trying to go for three D, like something's coming at your eyeballs or something like that. Right, right. right. Uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can see those things really, really well. Um, but I think that for the most part, um, uh, yeah, I would say definitely if you have PSVR, experience it in that. Okay. Uh, you know, see what it's like. Um, I didn't have nausea like I did the first time, uh, which was good to notice as well. Mm. Um, so they might have done some something right before it. Maybe they put something in their beta right. <laughs> that changed it before it went to retail. Uh, but uh, the, yeah, characters are good. Uh, gameplay is good. The Baker family, really quickly before I, I, I end it off, the Baker family is one of the coolest, scariest things in that game. There was a great uh, review from IGN, uh, uh, shout out to Chloe, uh, where they talked, where she talked about the characters that are like like not the monsters are the most uh, 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 scary, and that totally is true. Hmm. That is totally
2: totally. Yeah, true. I'm really curious to play this game because you know I I only played the uh, the demo though I did play it multiple times because there's like different endings for a yeah. demo which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, um, not a beta, but but I still don't have a sense of exactly what's in the game. Which I think is great right. because yeah. I've played every well, not every single Resident Evil, but all the major like like Resident Evil games, and they all you know have very typical enemy types. Um, and like I'm like, and you know you don't have to tell me if they're true, but I'm, I'm I'm like, are there zombies in this? Are there regenerators? Are there like I don't know if it's just you going from this family or if there's more of the traditional like monsters in the game. Are there like Shotguns, like I, I have, I literally have gonna no idea it. what's going to happen in the game. I'm not going to no spoil idea. it. I'm <laughs> not going to spoil it. But what I will
0: say is that one, the the, the the well, the game's narrative wraps itself around itself really, really well. Right. I, it, it's like usually when you go and find the things that you read in the game, right. it doesn't really add to the story and doesn't tell you what you need to know to kind of wrap up the small parts that you don't know. Right. This game does that very, very well. Nice. And that, I think that's that's the part that, I, when I left it, uh, I was like, that was a full-featured experience. Like, that felt like everything was very well-crafted, very very thoughtfully crafted, uh, and that things were, were put in place, uh, expe- especially when it comes to story and narrative. So that was that, which is something you don't think about when it comes to Resident Evil, because mm-hmm. they're all kind of just like, well, the Umbrella Corporation, they did it. That's yeah. it. Right. Yeah. So... Really, man. really well done job, Capcom, and, and shout out to everybody who worked on that game. That game is dope. I might dive in,
2: man. I, I've been kind of going back and forth, but I think after, like, I've, I definitely want to get it. It's just like you know, I'm trying to balance my money a little more than I'm doing, like, yeah. like, my own business, and not just buy every game like I'm used to doing. Yep. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking with this one, I think I might, might have to jump in. And uh, I think
0: it's worth it. Cheers. And I'm sure, I'm sure, since you're going to probably play it on PC, that there'll be a sale soon. Yeah. That's yeah. just the way things work. It'll, you'll be a sale soon and you'll probably be able to get it fairly cheap. Yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah, I saw that like the, like, like this isn't on the PC, but The Last Guardian has like a permanent price cut to to $40. Should have been the initial one. I know. I, <laughs> yo, I keep saying that there yeah. needs to be a space for every game, it doesn't have to be 60, man. Right. Like yep. some games at 40, like The Last Guardian, some games should be like, Twenty, like one, two switch. You right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like or steep. Yeah. Every game shouldn't be sixty dollars <laughs> right. and they'll do fine. Right. They'll
1: do fine. They'll probably you know do I'm better. Saying. Um yeah, I am I'm, I'm actually very, very excited for just even the first quarter of of this year. Yes. Um, you know, there are uh, you know, just leading up to E three, there are easily five or six AAA titles that uh i'm personally very excited about and then there were even a couple in there that uh that i'm um, you know i'm quasi excited about and may sneak up on us um, yeah, so i mean yeah i mean we've got we've got for honor and horizon zero dawn uh oh coming my God. coming right to... coming out coming yeah, out this horizon, this man. month Halo, Halo Wars 2 is coming out this month for those, for those of you that are interested. I'm somewhat interested in that. Uh, next month, uh, you know, everything, everything in Reese world will be Zelda and, yeah. and uh, we'll have, uh, not only will we have Mass Effect Andromeda, but something else big is coming out. Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon yeah, Wild Wildlands. Dance. Yeah. Yep. Is it, coming dude, out?
2: Dude, look, on the third Zelda, the fifth Prey, the seventh as Wildlands. Well. It's oh my nuts. god. No. Wow. It's nuts.
0: Wow. Whew, wow. I'm gonna be in G I'm gonna be a GDC when that stuff drops. Crazy. Uh, I'm gonna cry. I'm
1: gonna cry. Oh my anyway. gosh. yeah, it's it's anyway. gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous.
4: Anyway. So, oh
1: by the way, I'm not playing Resident Evil um because uh the real world is scary enough. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There were
0: no there were no people of color in Resident Evil. Yeah. Are you sure? I was sad. I mean, it was kind of dark
2: in, in 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 that house, man.
0: I mean, look, if there was look, I think if there was to be a, a channel on Twitch that was that was uh just horror there'd be two black people and it'd probably be me <laughs> and like one other person. Right. I <laughs> black
2: people don't fuck with horror like that. Nah, I mean, it'd be, yeah. I mean, it'd be Ashley, man. Oh, yeah, my, yeah. It'd be oh, me and graveyard oh, sis. Oh graveyard, right. sis man. Yeah. graveyard
0: sis. <laughs> we could take it over. Anywho. There you go. There you word, go. word. So we're about to get up out of here. Um Again, thank you to everybody for, for hanging out with us this week. Uh Thank you again to Max Scoville for coming by Absolute. and hanging Thanks, out Max. with us. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to see you soon at the IGN offices and all that good stuff. Um, and uh, see, give everybody a see, see, shimmy shimmy, shimmy shimmy, shimmy shimmy, yeah. shimmy, 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 shimmy. shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you sometimes I like to say media? shimmy
1: shimmy ya, shimmy ya, shimmy ya. Hmm? Oh my god! <laughs> Today ODB is rolling over. In, he's rolling a dub while rolling, rolling over, over in his, his grave. grave, smoking that crack pipe. Smoke crack, don't you? Uh, so <laughs> I just want to say Max Goville. Max Scoville is tremendous great guy it's Max Scoville his ratings are fantastic you can find him on Twitter I really I'm really good at Twitter I'm, I'm, you know, I keep my other Twitter account going. You can go to at Max Scoville and find him on Twitter. You can find at Spawn on me. They've got a lot of followers. You need more followers. You need to go and find them and tell the people because. <laughs> and, and they like the blacks. Right. They they really like the blacks. You know, Chicago is one of those places. Not like Chicago. Not like Chicago. I'm going to send some people in there. I'm going to send them in. If they don't take care of this stuff. I'm going to send people in there and we're going to take care of it. It's a disaster. We need to fix it. We've got to do this because you go, like I said, you go to Twitter, you follow follow me on Twitter, you follow at Spawn on me. I got all the blacks together. I got Omarosa. I've got Ben Carson. He's a really good guy. I've got Steve Harvey. He's got the big lips. I like that guy. And... (laughs) (laughs) and then once you're off the Twitters you go to Facebook I know a lot of people fake news fake news is on it's really terrible it's really terrible fake news but on Facebook you can go to Facebook and you can find Spawn on Me on Facebook sometimes you can email when you're doing the cyber you know there's lots of cyber you go to Spawn on Me I don't do the emails but you can do the emails you can do the emails you could cyber with Spawn on Me podcast at gmail.com and you don't can cyber me that's gross you can find people and then they do this thing called the podcast it's a great industry it's a great <laughs> industry the podcasting the people are doing so right the people are doing so st- some really fantastic it's really great it's tremendous stuff they are doing on there you go to iTunes with the iPhone but i don't use that i use android it's really great <laughs> But if you go to Spawn on Me podcast on iTunes or your favorite pod catcher, you catch the pods, you do that, and then you tell your friends, you subscribe, you rate, and you review, you leave great reviews, because we only have the best reviews. All our reviews are five stars, because we're amazing, not like Arnold Schwarzenegger, sad. Mm. Sad. <laughs> we need to pray for him. And then you pray for us, and you tell all your friends. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah. Oh God. One thing, even though Arnold Schwarzenegger's ratings are terrible for for The Apprentice, I did read that when he gets rid of people, he not only says you're terminated. He also says, "Get to the chopper." Get to the chopper. <laughs> no, does he really? Yes, yes. They,
1: and they fly out on the helicopter. They Get fly to the out on the helicopter. Yes, yes. That
2: is that that is only second to uh, Flavor Flav <laughs> giving it, give it all his ladies clocks. <laughs> yes. uh, oh no, Flavor Love. This clock oh is for God, you. God, well, Hoops. that was lo- a <laughs> Jesus,
0: that was the longest social media business we've had on the of Me podcast before we get up out of here again I want to thank you at home for listening to us every week I want to thank Frederick Douglass for being alive yes he's doing tremendous to- things
1: I'm so happy people are starting to recognize him and that, I think that's great I think that's great Frederick well, I Douglass
0: to, we, we're hoping to have some really cool episodes
1: for the African
0: American month yes all the blacks African Americans month
1: yes all the blacks we will go and we will find them we will round them up And we will make them dance because I I know they like to dance. I I understand this about the blacks. I had them all. I had them all behind me. Did you see me? Yes. Yes. They were great. They were great.
0: Stop it. If (laughs) if you have any suggestions for folks you'd like to see, uh, be on the show during the month of uh, Black History Month. Please let us know on social media business. Uh, on Twitter and Facebook and uh, and through Skype and email and all that good stuff. Don't do it through Skype because that's all. <laughs> what? yes. Yeah, yeah. so don't don't do through don't, through. Skyber, don't, do Skype.
1: don't cyber through Skype.
0: <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Again, everybody from Chicago, thank you so much for listening to us this week and every week. We will say peace.
2: Peace.
0: Uh, peace. <laughs> oh, God, Christ Almighty. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.